Log Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Women of Golf Show. I'm Ted Odorico, and joining me is LPJ professional Cindy Miller, and we are your hosts. We're broadcasting live every Tuesday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern here on the blogtalkradio.com network, bringing you some of the best golfers, teacher professionals, and entrepreneurs helping to elevate women's golf. We're so glad you decided to join us this morning, so grab your coffee and let's get started. All right. Thank you, everybody, for joining us uh, live this morning here on the Women of Golf Show. I'm Ted Odorico, and right alongside, of course, each and every week is uh, my co-host, LPJ professional uh, and Legends Tour player, Cindy Miller, and we are the hosts of the Women of Golf Show. Good morning, Cindy. Good morning, Ted. I'm, you're going to have some background noise, so I'm going to mute myself as much as possible. I'm in the car driving to start our summer camp with the kids. Ooh, that sounds uh, that sounds very exciting. Yeah, we've got to get more info on that in the second half of the show. We'll ask you a little bit more uh, about that. Uh, we've got a great show for everybody this morning. Thank you again for tuning in and joining Cindy and I this morning here on the Women of Golf Show. Uh, we're going to be talking here in just a, a moment or two. We're going to be talking to first-time winner Cindy on the Symmetra Tour, Robin Ree. Uh, she just won this past weekend on the Symmetra Tour, the CDP HP Open that took place up in Albany, New York. And uh, she's, I know, very, very excited. And she's out in California right now, so I'm sure she's a little a little tired. Uh, she's a couple hours behind us here, uh, actually three hours behind you, two for me. Uh, so I'm sure she's a little bit tired, but we're going to bring her out here in just a second. And then a little bit later on in the show, you and I are going to talk about some quick tips uh, for those uh, folks that might be getting ready to play their next golf outing. So we're going to give them some quick tips on how to prepare for uh, their next event. Uh, but let me uh, introduce Robin uh, here just a little bit, and then... Uh, will bring her on uh, to join us for a conversation. Uh, Robin is 22, and she's a native of Redondo Beach, California. Uh, she qualified for the U.S. Uh, Women's Open Championship in 2015 as an amateur. Uh, she was all Pac-12, first team member for University of Southern California as a freshman in 2016. Uh, she was also named the 2016 Women's Golf uh, Coaches Association second team All-American, uh, captured the 2017 Eastlake Cup uh, Women's Individual title, uh, which was her first, or sorry, her final tournament uh, with the Trojans, uh, and she continues to study real estate development and take classes through USC in pursuit of a degree. Uh, she uh, tied fifth at the final stage of the 2017 LPGA qualifying tournament to earn priority list category 12 membership for the 2018 LPGA Tour season. Uh, competed in 21 events as a rookie on the LPGA Tour in 2018 and played the weekend 10 times with season best tied ninth performance at the Cambia Portland Classic and as I mentioned she stepped into her winner's circle for the first time in her professional career at the 2019 CDPHP Open uh, which took place on the Capitol Hills Golf Course um, in Albany, New York and she finished with a 13 under par. So Cindy let's uh, welcome our very special guest, uh, Mexico player Robin Reed. Good morning. Hello. Hi. Good morning. Good morning Robin. How are you? Good. Uh, how are you guys? We're doing, doing well. fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so you're you're out you're out in California. Are you out in California right now, or are you on the road? Yeah. Uh, no, I'm I'm home right now. It's currently 6 a.m. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Ouch. 
Well, we we appreciate you uh, calling in bright and early, and uh, you grab yourself a cup of coffee, and uh, we'll we'll get uh, we'll get going here. Um, Cindy, I'm just going to start off real quick here, and then uh, I'll I'll jump over to you. Um, so, Robin, uh, first off, congratulations from both of us on uh, on your first professional win. Uh, you've got to be pretty excited about that. Yeah, um, I mean, it's just I, it still hasn't sunk in that it actually happened. Um, you know, it was just everything just went by so fast, and I just didn't even know that I was even leading at that moment. And um, I honestly found out when I got to the 18th green. So, you know, it's really it's really an amazing feeling. Um, I really don't know how to describe it in words. So I would say then from, from your explanation that you're not a leaderboard watcher, that you're somebody that just sticks to the game and doesn't really pay attention to where your position is. that a pretty accurate assessment? Um, no. Actually, I'm the complete opposite. <laughs> I try not to look oh. at it, but, I mean, I just can't help it. It's just there. So, I mean, the last time I saw the leaderboard was on the 15th hole. And at that moment, I was one shot behind going into the last three holes. So, for sure, I thought um, there would be somebody above me or at least tied with me when I birdied 16, but then um, I guess, I mean, you know, the tables obviously turned on the last three holes and I was leading. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a nice way to, to finish off uh, the weekend. Now, as I mentioned, you know, you, you've been knocking at the, the winner's door for quite a while now, uh, playing multiple events, both on the Symmetra and obviously on the, the LBJ tour. Um, but, uh, haven't been able to get through the door. So this is your first professional win, and obviously, you know, you're you're very very excited, and it's still, you know, kind of uh, a new sensation. But what does it say to you, somebody who has you know been working hard and and practicing hard and playing hard? Um, what does it say to you to your game that now you finally crossed that that first threshold of of winning your first uh, event? Um, you know, I've been actually struggling with uh, my game since I've turned pro. I mean, I, I just, um, it's been really hard for me. And so to be able to finally just take a bigger step into overcoming that kind of like slump, um, you know, it's, it's really such a confidence booster going to the uh, last few events of this year for Symmetra. So, you know, um, I think just the timing is right right now um for me to you know be able to continue this momentum going into uh future events yeah it's definitely going to give you a boost of confidence there's no doubt about that and obviously uh, you know as you mentioned it's it's kind of hard to really put it into words because it's still kind of fresh in your mind i mean you just won this past weekend so mm-hmm. we're only a couple of days yeah. past and it, you got to have some time for it to sink in in that. Um, Cindy, go ahead. I know you've got some questions. Uh, this is uh, my co-host, Cindy Miller. Hi. <laughs> oh, hello. Sorry, I had myself on mute. Um, so congratulations. I think that's awesome. Thank you. I want to know, I, I listen from maybe a different perspective than most or some. When you said you okay. didn't really know that you were leading, so I believe there's a lot of lessons that you can help our listeners learn. 
I mm-hmm. believe that what happens when you play really well is that you end up looking back and saying, wow, I was so focused on the task at hand that I wasn't worried about who was leading and who I was beating and what I was shooting. I knew I just needed to complete this shot at this moment and whatever happens, happens. Mm-hmm. Would you talk a little more about that? Um, yeah, you know, um, throughout the round, um, I always knew that I was going to be in contention. And when I made the turn, um, I knew that I was still in contention. So I just try to, you know, keep myself calm, just stay in the moment. And I just, uh, just talk to my caddy. Um, you know, it's just it's just hard when you're in that position to not think about it, but um, actually it was kind of weird because I usually get very nervous when I'm in contention, but that day I was, uh, my nerves weren't as bad as they usually are. So, you know, it's just like that, just like those little things that just give you that assurance that, you know, the time, when the time's right, it'll be, it'll be my turn. That's awesome. Absolutely awesome. And tell us how you've gotten out of your slump, if you will, or what you've been doing to really work on hitting the ball better or doing whatever you needed to do to get your game better. So I find sometimes it's so important to focus on what you're doing to help yourself that you have to weed out all the extra noise. Yeah, um, of course. Um, I'm not like most players. I my I play my best when I don't think. And so after I turned pro, um, all of a sudden I started overthinking things I normally don't ever overthink. So all of like the simple like task became so much more difficult because now I'm second guessing what I'm normally you know just I would just normally hit. And um, this past week, I just try to keep myself calm, uh, not let my mind run. And so, uh, you know, it's just those little things that will um, kind of help me uh, keep myself calm and um, in the moment. That's, that's absolutely awesome. And you know what happens? Um, both my husband and I played on um, the tour, he played on the PGA Tour for 15 years. I played on the LPGA Tour for only three, but I played on the Legends Tour for quite a while now. And what I find is sometimes the committee of they, or when you, okay, now I really have to try, when really you have to stop trying. So Mm -hmm. kudos to you for becoming aware that, holy cow, I'm thinking way too much. And the person that Mm -hmm. got me to this level is the person it needs to come out and shine. Would yeah. you say that's the case? Uh-huh. Yeah, for me, definitely. Um, I mean, anybody who has known me who, um, who since I've been playing golf, they always knew that um, I play my best when I just don't, you know, I don't really care. Like, um, I just play the game as a game and not, you know, like, you know, as my job or you know, like the for the score, I've always just played the game because it's you know it's a game and it's fun and I'm around people that um, also enjoy this game and so it's always been about that. It's never been like 
um, like the score based like event for me. Awesome. Go ahead, Chad. Um, very well said, uh, Robin. Thank you. Um, so let me just ask you uh, a couple of other questions here. First off, obviously the course that you played um, obviously set up uh, well for you, and ultimately you, you came through and won the tournament. Um, do some mm-hmm. courses fit your eye better than others? In other words, do some fit well uh, or better into your game than other courses? And, and for those courses that don't fit well for your eye, how do you play those or do you play those a little bit differently? Um. Yeah, um, you know, just, I mean, there are obviously courses that fit my, like, fit my game better, but overall golf courses are pretty much the same to me. Um, The ones that I don't think fit me, I just, you know, that's just even more of a reason to not think and just play my game. Right, yeah, because a lot of people, I think, get – um, as you said, and, and that was a great point that you raised about thinking too much, because I think a lot of our amateurs and, and Robin, I, I know that you've, I'm sure, played in, in a number of uh, pro-am events yourself, and mm-hmm. you see a lot of the amateurs get out there and they get out in the golf course and they're just, you can tell they're just thinking too much. They're, you know, unsure of what club to play and they're unsure of the distances mm-hmm. that, that they need to hit and they just kind of get in their own way. So let me ask you another question. You mentioned a few moments ago about nerves. You know, you get nervous at some point, um, and probably first and foremost for many of our amateurs, as even for the pros, when you step up to that first tee of a tournament, uh, you know, you mm-hmm. can you get the old knees knocking a little bit. So ta- tell us a little bit about what you do to help calm those nerves down when you're getting ready to, to play a new event and maybe put it in a way that can help some of our listeners um, for when they're playing, whether it be their, their next club tournament or, or just their next round of golf, how can you uh, maybe advise them to, to keep those nerves in check? Yeah, um, well, my nerves, I never really got nervous before I turned pro. Just like that title was just such a faraway dream for me that now all of a sudden I am a professional golfer. And so – so I just like whenever I would play a tournament, my hands would start shaking, and it's just like those kinds of things. It shouldn't really matter. It's still golf. It's still golf. And when you're up to the tee box on the first hole, you know, I just try not to think about what kind of situation I'm in. Um, I just try to think like I'm playing a round of golf with like my brothers or something like that. You know, it's just you can't really think about what kind of different environment you're in once you start thinking that oh now it's something is different then that's when your nerves kick in and and it's just so much harder than it actually really needs to be yeah that's some great advice um and and again you know a lot of our amateurs out there that are listening to the show um fall into that trap they they start to think too much Mm -hmm. they start to worry about what what you know what kind of shot they're going to hit instead of just focusing on the task at hand and sometimes just getting the ball in position uh, is good enough, not yeah. trying to do anything fancy or any creative. Just let's get it in the fairway. Let's get it in a good position so that we can set up for our next shot. Uh, and sometimes it's just as simple mm-hmm. as that. But, you know, again, as I said, a lot of our amateurs get too uh, in too much of a thought process, and they just, you know, get up there and swing for the hills, and the next thing you know they're in the weeds or, or in the water or what have you. But um, that's yeah. some great advice. 
so now that you've got your first win, and obviously uh, you're, you're going to feel much more confident, and you mentioned I think there's about seven tournaments, if I'm not mistaken, or a handful of tournaments left for the season. What's going to be your agenda moving forward at this point? Um, well, my plan is to obviously play um, as many events as I can up until the end of the season. Um, you know, I'm just trying to just – not think about where I'm at, um, just to you know, just get in the momentum with the with this wind. Um, hopefully, um, you know, my confidence is back to where it's at once the events start up again, and um, hopefully it'll just you know just play out like it's I I planned it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and, and just one more quick question, and Cindy, I'm going to uh, put it back to you. Um, I, I know from this win here, this moves you up to the 11th spot in the Volvic race for the card. So obviously the top 10 mm-hmm. uh, get their opportunity to uh, to get their card on the LPJ. Um, are you going to, being that close to that number, uh, is that going to be in your thought process at all? Say, okay, I need to bump myself up a few more notches to get in with that that top 10 is that something that's in your mind or are you just going to stick to your game plan and whatever happens happens yeah um you know i'm not going to really try to think about it because once i start thinking about it you know i already know how it's going to be and um, i'm just not going to put myself in that position Uh, i'm just going to focus on myself um, focus on my game and just you know just focus on the next event i mean whatever i mean if it's meant to be then it'll happen but if it's not then you know, it's not the end of the world. I'm only 22, so um, I can always go at it next year. Um, you know, I'm just not going to put pressure on myself. Well said. Well, forget I even mentioned it then. Just ignore it. I didn't even say a word. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and just uh, play play your best. Um, that's some great advice. And, and you know you. what? That's smart. Um, that That's very insightful mm-hmm. and that's very mature of you uh, for a young woman at 22 to – to think that way because a lot of uh, I'm sure your fellow competitors uh, do the opposite. They get, you know, focused on the numbers and they get mm-hmm. focused on, I've got to get here to get here. And they end up ultimately yeah. end up having a, a bad season as a result of it. So that's a very smart move on your, um, Cindy, go ahead. I know you've got some, some more questions. What I would say to you is be sure to understand the, what will help you get better and play your own game mm-hmm. because you're absolutely right. The committee of they, everybody that talks to you or says things to you, oh, well, now you've got to be in the top ten, and now you got to do this. They're only going to make you more nervous and afraid and not trust what you're doing. Clearly you're good enough to be there. Um, what I would say is enjoy the process. Keep working on your game because mm-hmm. the mission here is if you, if you keep working on your game and get better, everything else takes care of itself. And you can't control what anyone else does. So mm-hmm. kudos to you for understanding that and learning that at a very young age because that's awesome. And, and enjoy what you're doing, you know, because not everybody's yeah. the same. Clearly, I think you're a little more chill than, than most. Um, <laughs> sound more chill than, than most. And don't let anybody um, criticize you for that. So let mm-hmm. me ask you a question. If I, I'm going to give you four names of four different tour players. I want you to tell me who you are the most like. Tiger Woods, 
Christina Kim. Okay. Tiger Woods, Christina Kim, Jason Duffner, or Bernard Langer? Um, I, uh, they're all very different. I mean. <laughs> yes, they are. So um, let me just explain. So Tiger yeah, can you give me, like, some, like, slight descriptions of, of them? <laughs> okay, so Tiger Woods is a competitive control freak. He wants to win everything he plays in. Uh, no, I'm definitely not that. Okay. Christina Kim is a motor mouse who loves talking to everyone, really doesn't focus much. Her golf bag's got, I think it has ice cream cones all over it. When she walks up to someone, she goes, hi, how are you? And she um, wants to hit balls by everyone else on the range. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of like that, but only with my friends. <laughs> okay, so yeah. they have to be safe. Okay, the third yes. one, Jason Duffner is going to sit back and he's going to hit balls by himself. He's pretty chill. He'll get up when he wants to. He just wants, he walks slow. He focuses on the task at hand, and he's pretty just calm, cool, and collected. And then Mm, Bernard Langer, yeah, that's that's what I think you are. And then Bernard Langer, uh, all his clubs are absolutely organized in his bag. His hair is perfect. He knows one time he asked the caddy, is that yardage from the front of the sprinkler head or the back of the sprinkler head? So... (laughs) Detail perfectionist. Um, I'm not. I, I'm. I'm not that either. I mean, I'm. I'm like little bits of like every single player you kind of described, but I'm not like completely 100 percent like, oh, that's me with any of them. Right. Well, that's typically the case, but I believe that you're Jason Duffner. Like, is yeah, I would say, yeah, Jason, yeah, which a little means, bit. So, have you ever taken a DISC assessment? Um, no, I haven't. Okay. If you want to take one, you email me. Cindy at cindymillergolf.com. I'll let you take one for free because it's going to shed light okay. on how you can play your best. So, I'm a lot oh, like okay. Tiger and Christina Kim, and my husband is just like Jason Duffner. So, Alan Miller is a, you know, he's Mr. Chill. He's a golf swing technician. He's the second purest ball striker Dave Pell's ever tested, whereas I don't want to practice. I just want to go play. So uh-huh. it's important for you to know who you are because if someone like me, you know, let's just say your dad is real combat. Oh, that's great. Now that you won, you got to win another one. And you're going to lock up and go, what do you mean? I just did the best I could do. Let me just sit back and relish this. You follow? Mm-hmm. So yeah. you have to be very careful who says what? And I don't want them to raise your blood pressure because you got to stay playing the way you are because you're perfect just the way you are. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well said, Cindy. Um, very good. Very good assessment. Um, and, and yeah, you know, Robin. I mean, I think you probably have qualities uh, of each of the players that Cindy had had mentioned. Um, but you have to find your own path and. And I think doing the DISC assessment, I think, would be a very smart idea. So um, by all means, uh, reach out to Cindy, and and, uh, she'll set that up for you because it does give you a lot of good information. Um, 
Well, Robin, again, we want to thank you. We're going to let you go um, and let you rest up. Uh, are you off this week, or are you getting ready for another event? Um, I'm off this week. Okay, so you're resting and relaxing. How, uh, one final question. How are you mm -hmm. going to or uh, what are you going to do to celebrate this win? Are you just going to kind of chill and take it easy, or are you going to get out with some friends and, and have a little bit of fun in, in, uh, in, in, in lieu of your, your recent win? Um, I'm going to do a little bit of both, you know, um, just take a few days for myself to um, recuperate, and then um, I'm seeing some of my friends later this week, so I'm really excited. Well, very good. And I know that you're uh, you're continuing your education with USC. Uh, as mentioned earlier, you're uh, interested in real estate. So um, good luck with that, mm -hmm. with all of your future endeavors. You. Congratulations again uh, on your win this past weekend. And um, go out and, uh, and have some relaxation this week and then go out swinging the week after in your next tournament. Uh, have a great, uh, a great win and enjoy this, uh, enjoy this win. Thank you so much. It was great talking to you guys. Thank you, honey. Right. Good luck. Thank Stay true to yourself. Thank you. All right. Bye -bye. Thank you, Robin. All right. That was Robin Ree, uh, winner of the CDP HP Open uh, on the Smetford this past weekend. And uh, very, uh, very put together, I would say. I, I agree, concur wholeheartedly with what you said earlier, Cindy. I think that... Uh, I think that she uh, has a good head on her shoulders, for, for especially for somebody uh, as, as young as she is, um, to sort of have that, um, uh, you know, foresight to understand that, you know, um, you, you, know you just have to uh, play your own game and, and not let others, uh, you know, interfere in your thought process. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to just take a... Yeah, we're going to just take a, a short little detour here, and then we're going to get into our discussion. Uh, Cindy, I know we've got a little promotional clip that we're going to play on your behalf, uh, so just uh, quickly set it up and we'll play it. Well, you know, it's funny. People, I, I call myself a leading expert at taking another shot, which means trying again, and it's okay that you miss it. But I think the game of golf has long been used as a business tool, and so many companies want people to learn how to play because so many character traits are transferable to business and life through the game of golf. So have a listen. Yep. Everyone knows business deals are made on the golf course. Knowing how to act is just as important as how you hit it. As an LPGA professional and corporate trainer, I offer workshops, seminars, and executive retreats to teach you how to do both. From the back nine to the boardroom, improve your team from the inside out, or Golf 101 for executives might be the perfect fit for your team. Maybe it's time to make some deals on the course. For more information, go to CindyMillerInc.com. Well said. And uh, go to CindyMillerInc.com after the show and find out how she can help you uh, tie that together just nicely. All right, Cindy, um, we're, we're going to talk just for a few minutes more here um, uh, in our discussion in the second half of the show. And I thought we would talk about some, uh, give the, the listeners some quick tips, if you will, to help them for their next golf outing. Obviously, uh, they're not playing on the professional tour, but um, maybe their, their weekend event uh, or maybe they're playing in a, a club uh, event and they want to get ready for it. So we're going to give them some quick tips here on, on how they can prepare and, and get ready 
And I think one of the things that I would uh, start them off with, um, and we're going to talk about practice and things like that here in just a minute, is really to get familiar with the course. Now, obviously, if they're playing at their home course, they're already pretty familiar. Um, but for those of you that maybe are playing in an event, uh, whether it be a scramble or what have you, um, with uh, some other individuals, whether it be for a corporate event or what have you, um, I think one of the things to do is to get familiar. If you have an opportunity to get familiar with the course that you're going to play, uh, a couple of ways to do that. First and foremost, if you have the opportunity to play the course before the event to get familiar, that would be the optimal, to get a, get a chance to kind of get a lay of the land or a look at the land, if you will, and see where some of the, uh, the obstacles that you might be faced with. Um, barring that, if you're not able to get to that course because it's in a different city or what have you, or it's not uh, close by, uh, or you're just not going to have the time, then I would go online uh, because most golf courses have a pretty good presence of what their course is going to look like. Uh, you can bring up their scorecard. It gives you the yardages and things like that and tells you uh, within uh, pretty good accuracy where some of the hazards are going to be. And I think that's a great way to kind of familiarize uh, if you can't make it to the course uh, for sort of that pre-round round, if you will. Uh, what are your thoughts on something like that, Cindy? I think... I think it's okay to go look at the golf course. It's funny because I played in the two pro-ams in the last four days. And it depends on the level of player that you are. If you're a good player, you'll know what to do. Yesterday I was with some people that didn't fix their ball marks, Um didn't know that they should help pick up the balls of everybody else in the scramble tournament. Didn't understand where to go, when to hit. So I think the etiquette is more important, depending on your level of play, again. But the etiquette's more right. important than how you hit it. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. Uh, this is something that a lot of uh, amateurs, and, and I'm not going to pick on anyone specific, but particularly uh, a lot of new women to the game that haven't played very long. Uh, certainly, listen, there's a lot of men out there that, that could use some etiquette too, don't get me wrong. But a lot of women that have just started playing golf, they, that's one of the, I think, one of the number one complaints. Uh, first and foremost, they don't want to look foolish or silly on the golf course. But the other thing is they don't know what to do. And, you know, they go up and they pay their green fees, they get a scorecard and they hop in the cart and away they go. But there's nobody really there explaining to them the sort of the do's and the don'ts and what they should do. And that's a great point. And I think this is where I'm going to jump ahead on our points here uh, to the next one very quickly and then we'll backtrack a bit. Um, this is where it's, I think, a few weeks outside of the event, if not sooner, you need to have a tune-up or meet with your, with your local golf professional, not just for lessons on how to play better, but they can give you some great tips on etiquette uh, and help you prepare and understand some of the, the do's and don'ts, if you will, um, you know, when you get uh, ready to play that event. What do you think about that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Again, it's more important that you know how to figure out the yardage. You know, how far are we? Where's the trouble? How far do I want to fly it? What's the wind doing? All those details that will help you make a decision on which club to use at the moment, um, because again, everything changes depending on the wind, the trouble, uh, where the pin is on the green, if the pin's on the back or the front. All those little details um, 
are things that I don't think the normal amateur is aware of, and right. therefore they can make silly mistakes, and they ha- that has nothing to do with their golf swing. Yeah. Say yes. And, and something you know, too that was my pre-shot routine. How quickly can I do my pre-shot routine and make a decision on the shot that I want to hit at the moment? Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. No, that's exactly right. And something else that your your professional uh, like uh, myself or Cindy can do for you is help you put together a good pre-shot routine. Because one of the things that I think we want to guard against. I mean, what you just said with you know understanding the the distances and the carry and things like that are are, are crucial and important to understand. But at the same time, taking a, a tip from Robin uh, who just joined us a few moments ago, you don't want to get into too much thought when you're standing over the ball. So these are there's little ways that you can put that all together and get an informed decision in very, very little time and not have to spend, you know, the next two or three minutes trying to think about what you have to do. So you want to organize your thoughts in such a way that you're gathering the information as you step up to your ball or as you're even walking up to your ball, you can start doing assessment there and get yourself ready so that when you get up to the ball, you go through your routine and you hit your shot. You're not sitting there wasting a lot of time. Um, So, you know, another thing too, Cindy, is, and again, obviously when you're playing in a scramble, this is a little bit different, but maybe if you're playing in a different event, um, you want to plan ahead a strategy. Um, once you kind of understand the, the layout of the course, plan a strategy. How do you want to play? Um, again, it's going to vary depending on the level of player um, that you are. Obviously, the better players can be a little bit more strategic. Those that aren't uh, as, as strong in their game, um, there's ways that you can, you can plan a strategy as well. Let me give you an example. If you're not a really solid ball striker, but maybe you're a pretty good chipper and a pretty good putter, those are areas that are going to save your round. So those are areas that you really want to focus your practice on uh, before you get into that. What do you think about that, Cindy? Absolutely. I think, you know, again, the more you can figure out what your game plan is ahead of time so that you're not thinking too much when you're at the course and playing in the tournament, the easier it's going to be. But people either, what I find is people are totally clueless and have no idea what they're doing, or they think too much. Very rarely do you find the perfect mix of left brain, right brain, try, not try, and let it go, and, you know, let the force be with you. (laughs) Right, right, (laughs) exactly. And, And obviously, and this is a simple one, it really needs no explanation, arrive early enough to get in some practice. I mean, you don't have to do a full you know, blown or, or, or full out uh, practice session uh, right before the event, but get there so you can have a chance to warm up and, and kind of get a, a lay of the land and feel for the different conditions that you might be faced with. You know, obviously if it's a windy day, uh, you might have to uh, be hitting more knockdown type shots uh, or, or, you know, some of your recovery shots. So arrive early enough to, to get in a little bit of practice before you uh, play. And I think, Cindy, you would agree with this one as well. Know your limitations. Don't worry about your other players. Obviously, if you're playing in a scramble, you've got uh, some fellow uh, players that are going to help you along. But know your limitations. A lot of people get out there, and especially in the Pro-Am events, and they're focusing too much on what everybody else is doing and trying to compete with that. And I don't mean in a, in a positive way, but they think, okay, well, the pros just hit it you know, 175. I've got to try and hit it 175. And that may not be within your wheelhouse. That's something, too, I think a lot of uh, amateur Cindy really need to take heed is, is knowing and understanding their limitations. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I don't think they do. And Again, 
you know, the situation. How far is it going to play? This is what the raw yardage is. But with the wind and all the other things that are happening, how far is it going to play? Yeah. And I think the other thing, too, is uh, it's always good to understand and know the distances you're hitting your clubs. Uh, Just because you're playing competitors, uh, again, maybe you're hitting a 7-iron 150 uh, yards, that doesn't mean your 7-iron is going 150 yards. It might be a 6-iron for you. Uh, It might even be a 5-iron, depending on your level of play. So this is why – excuse me. Pardon me. This is why you really need to have – uh, uh, some lessons and and some guidance from a, a golf professional outside of the event to help get some of that information put together for you so that when you get to the event, you're going to have some confidence going in. You're going to say, I know how far I'm hitting each of my clubs. I know how accurate I'm going to be, and I know where the strengths in my game are going to be, so I can use that to my advantage for our team or for, for me individually. So uh, doing that, and I think the other thing too, Cindy, we talked a little bit about this, is a warm-up routine. When you go to an event, whether it be a Pro-Am or uh, even a Legends Tour event, just talk a little bit about what you do as a warm-up routine. Well, I would get to the course about an hour to an hour and a half ahead of time, just so in case the traffic is bad, I don't start freaking out that I'm going to be late. You want to keep yourself as calm, cool, and collected as possible. I would um, check in if you have to check in or register for the event, I would um, then, you know, get my clubs, make sure I've marked my golf balls so I don't have, you know, a discrepancy with the play, my playing partners. I would make sure I've got a towel, I've got sunscreen, all that stuff. And then I would go to the range and I would start hitting sand wedges first just to loosen up, taking little tiny swings and then work my way up into a full swing and probably hit a few eight irons and then a couple hybrids and then a couple drivers. And then I might go back and hit a couple sand wedges before I walk away. And then I would go to the putting green and chip and possibly putt a little bit. And then I would get ready to go tee off. What about you? Yeah. Uh, I, I do pretty much the same as you. What's interesting, and I want to make particular note of what you just said uh, for our listeners, is she hits a few. Uh, In other words, she's not getting into a full-blown practice session here. This is just a warm-up. This is just to kind of loosen up, kind of get a feel for your game. Uh, You know, Cindy, you know, you kind of go through not every club in the bag, but you go through uh, clubs that obviously you know that you're going to be using in your round more often than not, and you kind of get a feel for each of the clubs. One of the biggest mistakes I see a lot of our amateurs do is they get out there and they'll start hitting, you know, 10, 20, 30 shots with every club in their bag. And by the time they get to the first tee, they're so gosh darn tired, um, you know, they need a nap because, you know, they, for some reason, they're just, they didn't quite hit that shot just right. So they got to hit five more balls until they hit it just perfect. Uh, And then they get maybe, you know, two or three putts on the practice tee and then they're rushing to the first tee. So, um, you know, you want to spread it out a little bit. You don't need to have a lot. Just a ballpark at Sydney on average when you're doing your warm-up routine, how much time is involved? Um, 30 to 45 minutes. Again, you're not out yeah. there to kill yourself. You're out there to say, what's my swing thought for the day? 
You know, what am I feeling today? Is it tempo? Something simple. You need a right brain thought that will work that you can just simply swing back, toss through, and let it go. Yeah. And and you want to get a feel for what you're playing with that day. Sometimes you're not hitting your irons maybe as crisp, uh, and that's okay. Don't try to make swing changes in a warm-up routine right before a round because that's that that's going to be instant death out in the golf course. Don't start monkeying around with your swing. Play with what you got that day. And then afterwards, if you want to uh, tinker with a few things, go back to your, your, um, your golf professional and say, hey, these were some areas that I struggled with uh, today or, or last weekend in that round, uh, and I want to work on some of these things, find out why that was happening. Don't do it you know, pre-round, and don't do it definitely during the round. And another area, too, uh, you, you touched on, you, you talk about going to uh, the practice screen and, and warming up a little bit of putting in your warm-up routine. That's another area, too, I think a lot of um, amateurs miss the boat, is, is testing the speed of greens. Talk a little bit about that, Cindy. You know, it's funny. I had a student this past week who texted me. I, I'm not even going to tell you how many three-putts she had because it was ridiculous. Um, Right. He said, well, the greens at my course are really fast, and these greens were really slow. And I said, well, you have to get the feel before you tee off. So right. if you Google Cindy Miller Golf Channel Speed of Greens, you will find a great video, golf tip, on the Golf Channel website about how to figure out the speed of the greens. And I suggest mm-hmm. that you do that. So if you Google Cindy Miller Green Speed, Speed of the Greens on the Golf Channel, uh, you have to adapt to the speed of the greens. You know, everybody has to. So if you don't get the feel, you're going to have a lot of three putts and not be very happy with yourself. Yeah, and, and that's something that, you know, a lot of amateurs do uh, particularly. Um, you know, they'll go out and they'll, they'll get on the practice tee and they'll warm up before the round, but then they maybe only go and hit one or two or three putts on the green, think, okay, that's enough. And just as the example that you gave, you know, that individual um, typically plays on faster greens on their home course. Well, this green, uh, the greens at this particular event were much slower. And not having that information, I mean, I don't know how many times I've played in different events, and I will see somebody, and boy, they're, I mean, they're just striping the ball like you wouldn't believe. I mean, they're hitting everything. Their tee shots are great their approach shots, and then they get on the green. And because they don't understand or know the speed of the greens or haven't really tested it uh, prior to the round, they're, as you said, they're three-putting. In some cases, I've even seen them four-putt. And I'm thinking, wow, what happened to the player that just, you know, hit two great shots into the green? And, you know, now they're walking away with a bogey or a double bogey or a triple in some cases, uh, depending on the length. So, uh, you know, it's, it's crucial that you do that. And there's a reason why we suggest these tips because if you want to play your, your best golf, Cindy, you've got to follow some of these tips that we're giving because it's, it's not that difficult. Uh, golf can be a difficult game on its own, but if you go out and you, and you really put some effort into it, you're going to find you're going to have a much more uh, enjoyable experience. Uh, would you agree with that? Absolutely, definitely. And, and sometimes it's not that hard. There are simple things that you can do that will really, really help you. Yeah, I think most people put a lot of undue pressure on themselves. As, as Robin pointed out, our guest earlier, 
you know, that's one thing that she's consciously trying to avoid is putting that undue pressure on herself by not overthinking things on the golf course and not, you know, sort of blocking out a lot of that chatter that's going on around her, uh, both on and off, <clears throat> excuse me, on and off the golf course. So, you know, these are things that you can do. Get, you know, get familiar with the course. Uh, even if it's your home course, you know, kind of go through some of the hole by hole if you've got an opportunity before you play the, your next round there uh, or a special event there. And get familiar with the course. Um, you know, know where the trouble is. Um, you know, also you want to plan a strategy uh, wherever and whenever possible. Get a game plan uh, and put that into uh, fruition, if you will. Uh, also, you want to tune up or, or meet with your uh, golf professional uh, at least several weeks out and get some things that you can work on. Not, um, you know, you, you don't want to start altering your sway unless there's some minor tweaks here and there, but you don't want to start reinventing the wheel um, when you meet with your golf professional right before you're going to play an event because that's just going to be a recipe for disaster. And as Cindy pointed out, you want to arrive early enough to get into some practice uh, and develop um, you know, uh, an understanding of how things are going to play through your warm-up routine. Get there, uh, you know, Cindy mentions an hour to an hour and a half early so you can sign in, you can be relaxed and, and, uh, and just, you know, get into a situation where you're not feeling rushed or under pressure. Um, test the sp speed of the green. Spend more time on the practice green, if you will, uh, than actually hitting shots because I think you'll, you'll find that most people, you know, they can hit the ball pretty decent, Cindy, I think, for the most part. Um, certainly, obviously, uh, you know every every case is different, but most people can work their way around the golf course. But when they get on the green, that can spell disaster if you're not really understanding how fast or or slick the greens might be. And and most importantly, play to your and and know your limitations. Don't worry about what your your playing partners are doing. Let them play their game. You play your game, and always play to your strengths. If your short game is a strong part of your game, then use that to your advantage when you're out in the golf course. And uh, Cindy, I think you would always recommend this as well. Whenever and wherever possible, keep stats for future reference. Know how many, you know, greens and regulation you hit, how many putts you hit on on every hole, so that you can take a look at that with your professional at a later point, uh, and use that as a guide for areas that might need some tweaking here and there. Uh, and finally, um, the last two points: relax. Uh, reduce your stress, maybe do some deep breathing. There's lots of great things that you can do and ultimately have fun. Uh, did we miss anything? I think we covered it all. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I think we got it all. Well, listen, we're going to cut things just a little bit short this morning. Cindy, I know that you're uh, getting ready to uh, do a summer program. Is that correct? Yes. I have a camp I'm starting. Okay, so Cindy's off on her next adventure with a uh, doing a <laughs> summer camp that she's getting, getting ready, spinning, spinning even more plates. So we're going to cut it a little bit short this morning. Uh, but we we'll want to thank everybody for joining us here on the Women of Golf Show. And again, a special thank you to our uh, guest this morning, Robin Ree, who won her very first uh, professional event at the CDP HP Open on the Symmetra Tour. Uh, we want to wish her continued success and let her enjoy her week off uh, in uh, her home state of California. So on behalf of Cindy Miller, I'm Ted Odorico. God bless everybody, and thank you very much for joining us this morning on the Women of Golf Show. Thanks, Cindy. Thanks, Ted.
Thanks for listening this morning to the Women of Golf Show. Tune in live each week by visiting blogtalkradio.com forward slash women of golf or on any of these social media platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, CastBox, TalkStream Live, and of course Spotify. If you can't join us live, check out our on-demand section for previously aired broadcasts. To get updates for future shows and upcoming guests, you can follow us on Facebook at Women of Golf. You can also follow me on Twitter at Ted and Buck CEO and Cindy at Cindy Miller Golf. Please remember to join us next week on the Women of Golf Show. See you next time. This has been a production of the iGolf Sports Network.